Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hi, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed me yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, this is a call-in show where people remain anonymous by making up a fake name. I change their voices. If you have a secret naughty life or just a secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous, you could call into my show. Send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or go to Instagram or Twitter and you could DM me there. I'm at strict anonymous. Give me some information about what you want to talk about. Not like 80 paragraphs, but not one sentence. Not like I just want to be on the show. Like, okay, give me a fucking three sentences that tell me what you want to talk about. If you just have a short confession, that you want to air out while remaining anonymous, call my confessions hotline. You could call that 24-7. The number is 347-420-3579. Again, 347-420-3579. Some people use that as like an audition process of being on the show because a lot of times when I hear that confession, I'm like, oh, I want to get this whole story. And I do text those people to be on the show. So if you're also, you know, if you don't want to send me an email, you could do that as well. Uh, okay, what else do I want to promote? Oh, if you're listening on a podcast app, make sure to subscribe to my show, follow it, uh, give me a five-star review if you love my show. Today, I have on Dark Horse. Now, listen, Dark Horse emailed me. He's like this guy that has this cheating handbook thing, and I was like, at first, I was kind of like, okay, like this is going to be like one of these experts that's going to have this formula and he's selling something. He's not going to really give anyone any information because he wants you to go there and buy something or whatever. But it, ter- it was a totally different 
a different situation than what I thought. I mean, this guy was great. Yeah, he does have something that he sells. He is a fucking cheater that teaches people how to cheat the right way. But he's also turned his business into something where he actually helps single people too pick up chicks, okay? Like it kind of morphed into that and he talks about how that happened. But what I loved about this conversation and this guy is Dark Horse is a serial cheater okay like the kind of cheater that I say is the worst kind okay and I give it to him in this podcast like I mean I tell him how I feel he's totally like yeah you're fucking right I mean it's a very open conversation he's cool you know he's not like defensive about what he does or whatever but he is like I said very smart he's been cheating since the dawn of time he talks about why he cheats he cops to feeling like it's probably because he's broken and he's got this vapid hole inside of him and he's trying, you know, he loves the girlfriend experience. This is not a guy that's like, yeah, I cheat and I just see experts, uh, um, escorts, you know, it's not transactional sex this guy's having. Uh-uh, this guy likes the girlfriend experience. He knows how to get these girls that he's having affairs with, affairs, okay, to really fall for him. And that's how his business kind of turned into like him teaching guys how to pick up more checks because he's like a master at all this time. He needs to have other women in his life besides his wife. He talks about that need, why he does it. He talks about his relationship with his wife. He talks about how he started his business. It wasn't really on purpose. He started a blog and he started to write about it. Uh, he has this whole secret life. There is one person that knows about his life and we talk about that his assistant. You're going to have to listen to all of it. But he's really interesting. Like I said, I love this story because he is somebody that is an expert now on cheating, but he doesn't talk like one. I mean, he does in that he's very smart and well-spoken, but he's not like a fucking robot. You know what I mean? And he's not like just trying to sell you shit. I don't even know what he sells. It's not like I said, it's not like he has a handbook or anything that you have, you could buy. He sells his services. It's all customized to whatever you're looking for. Uh, I think you're going to want to check him out after you listen to his conversation because he's super interesting and he's very smart. His website is cheatershandbook.com, but you're going to get the scoop here first. You're going to hear all about his life story as well as his blog and all that good stuff. So I'm going to be right back on with Dark Horse. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. A high, dark horse. <laughs> Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast, dark horse, the cheating guru. You're like a cheating guru, is that correct? Oh, my God. Yeah, so uh, I, I've been described by a, a couple of newspapers as the hitch for the cheating world. Uh, certainly not a guru, but um, I, I know a, a fair bit about it. Right. Now, how did you get into the business of teaching people how to cheat? I mean, that's like your thing. You teach people or you have a handbook like, you know, how to cheat and get away with it. <laughs> right. So it, it all actually happened very recently. So I'm a I'm a London based businessman. Um, I, I travel a lot for work. Um, and because I've been cheating for so long and it's the type of thing you can't really trust people with, you can't really tell your friends about it. You can't really tell anyone about it. I decided to start a blog um, just to have some sort of outlet mm -hmm. um, to talk about cheating. And after just a couple of posts, um, I got contacted by a newspaper, a very large one. Um, and not long after that, another large one. 
Um, and then I got contacted by uh, a, sitcom, a sitcom actor by America for some sort of B-rate show saying, you know, it's really interesting. Would you mind teaching me some bits? And before you knew it, I was getting uh, a fair amount of hate mail as much as I was getting guys <laughs> of giving me high five emojis and yeah. uh, asking me to teach them. Mm-hmm. And then you decided to start teaching them. I mean, is that where you're at now? I decided. Yeah, I saw. I sort of. I thought. I sort of thought. Let, let's make it a bit more official, a bit more structured. Uh, instead of giving friendly advice, let's turn it into um, some sort of at least a business where there's a price and and there's a value and there's you know PDFs and slides and structured phone calls and yeah, I ended up sort of turning it into a, a a bit of a business. Yeah, but how do you keep all that away? Like it's one, it's hard enough to live a double life. It's easier when you are traveling for business. But to keep, have a whole double life where you're cheating all the time is one thing. And that could be exhausting for some people because it is a double life. And sometimes, you know, there's lies that have to go with it to keep it under wraps. How do you then, on top of that, now you've added another secret life, which is, you know, you're ta- consulting people, talking to people, writing this handbook. Like, like, how do you keep that under wraps, too? I don't know. Um, I, I would say that w- what I do during the day, uh, my wife doesn't know about. Okay. Um, I'm very, very disciplined. So, you know, she's off at work. Uh, I have my own offices. And, and what I get up to during the day, whether I'm in the office or out with um, another lady, um, she doesn't know. And, and I never break routine. So I'm I'm like I said, I'm super disciplined. I I never do emergency trips away or I'm never out on a night out when I shouldn't be. I'm never staying away uh, with women and doing weekends away. I'm all of my affairs happen during the day. um, And then the consulting happens during business hours. So I have an amazing assistant who is the only person who knows about my double life. And she does a very, very good job at, at managing my diary and uh, and balancing my life so that I get my real work done, uh, the consulting for the cheating done, the writing done, and then, of course, uh, gives me time to go off and have fun. Oh, so that assistant's like your cleanup person. I mean, does she have, like, directions Literally. from you to, like, you know, shred everything up upon death if you ever like you know die on a business trip <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> yeah and an ironclad non-disclosure agreement so she can never blackmail me oh interesting now how did you get her involved um i she's been with me for 10 years mm-hmm. um and she's one of those uh, i'm very very good to my team in mm-hmm. general um and she's one of those people who's had all sorts of things happen in her life and I've been the first in every one of her bad experiences to be there to help her um and as a result she's in turn done the same for me so um yeah I think we've sort of developed a very good loyalty to each other and a very good friendship and she doesn't judge me uh, and I think that absolutely helps mm-hmm. in all of this yeah uh, and the fact that we started consulting on the cheating side, um, she just treats it as another one of my businesses and, and it's just business as normal for her. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So wait, let's find out what kind of cheater you are. Now, I always say on my show, like, I don't believe all cheaters are like. You cannot put them all in the same category. There's totally different variations and you might feel different about somebody 
who is a cheater when you hear the whole story compared to somebody else. You can't say the total philanderer is exactly the same as the guy who was monogamous his whole life and now his wife hasn't fucked him in 10 years because she went into menopause and so he sees hookers. You can't put those two guys into the same category. Now, I did once read like probably the best article I ever read. I haven't read any of your stuff, so your stuff is probably the best. But I did read this like amazing article. I don't know if it was in GQ or Vice about cheating. And it was from a man's standpoint, a guy like you who cheated on the go when, you know, for for business. He was always out of town and he had a lot of rules and regulations. And this is the way he did it. And he talked all about it. And I thought it was like really great. Now, it you know, he, there were rules he had, like you never he never fucked in his own town when he was at home. You know, no one that he knew. He made friends with the people, but he didn't get too close. I mean, like how how do you do business as far as like cheating is concerned? And then I want to go to like the beginning of your cheating story. Well, so um, I definitely Sorry. appreciate you saying that all cheaters aren't the same. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I mean, the one thing I will say is I, I do acknowledge that I'm broken. I mean, I, I know cheating is wrong. It's not something I'm sitting here proud of. And, um, you know, I, the way I justify it is, you know, ever since having had kids, the attention that I get at home, I have young, three young children, and the attention that I get at home has just become less and less and less, less and life is, has become all about them. So even in my own house, I'm, I'm very much bottom of the pecking order. Yes. And it's not from a lack of sex that I cheat, it's from a lack of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I sadly need um, to feel fulfilled in life, that, that attention, that female attention. Um, uh, the, the rules I have, I mean, uh, th- there's different rules. I, I try not to shit on my own doorstep. And so I try not to play too close to home. Um, in, in the earlier days, I would use good websites like Ashley Madison and illicit encounters. Hey, do you remember the whole Ashley Madison data leak fiasco? Well, Minnow Films, an award-winning UK production company, is doing a groundbreaking documentary series all about the Ashley Madison data hack. And they're looking for people to speak to who were either on the site at the time of the data leak or who found out their partners were on the site because of the data leak. Do you fall into either one of those categories? If so, Minnow Films would love to talk to you. All the conversations are confidential and anonymous. So if you, like I said, were a part of the data hack or it affected you in any way, contact them for more information. You can email them at am at minnowfilms.co.uk. That's am at minnowfilms.co.uk. Minnow has two N's in it. It's M-I-N-N-O-W. You could also call them on WhatsApp the number is plus four four seven three nine eight nine zero two eight one four. That's plus four four seven three nine eight nine zero two eight one four. I'm going to put that email and phone number in the description as well as a link that's going to take you right to the place to contact them. Again, they're looking for people to be a part of their documentary series and they want to hear from you. So contact them. The email and phone number is in the description. Now, back to the episode. Uh, And I used to much prefer meeting 
um, other women who were married because that helped my risk ratio. It, it yeah. almost felt like they had as much to lose as I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it almost guaranteed that no one was showing up on my doorstep acting like a psycho. Um, <laughs> yeah. But 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 since then, you know, I'll flirt with people in my gym. I mean, I, I got a number. Uh, I joined a new gym today and I got chatting to the receptionist of the gym and managed to get her phone number today. Um, and so it'll be here, there and everywhere, sometimes on Instagram, sometimes someone in the same office building as myself. Um, I'm, I'll put out the signs quite quickly. Uh, and for me, I have, I have a bit of a formula. It's sort of head, heart, bed. I think once I've gotten into their head, it's not too difficult to get into their heart. And once I'm in their heart, it's quite easy to bed them. And and I'm a patient person. So if it happens to take a few weeks or a few months, you know, that's that's the time and effort I'm happy to put in. Yeah. But I mean, if you're getting into their quote unquote heart and you are that guy that's looking, it sounds like you're looking for a little bit of that girlfriend experience. You don't just want a, an Correct. escort transactional thing because it is no, that lack all. of attention that you're missing. So you're looking to these other women to fulfill that. How do they not get involved? I know that they, they might not wind up on your doorstep banging on it, but I mean, how many times have these girls cop feelings for you? Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. every time and for me it's happened a couple of times and it is heartbreaking it's soul destroying to be married and be going through a breakup and have to go home and face the family and act like nothing's going on oh my Um, goodness it it does happen and unfortunately these are the non-glamorous sides of cheating that are rarely rarely discussed no, but it's discussed on my show because I always, you know, if someone comes on my show, I get their whole story and I go into all those kinds of details. I had an amazing guy on the other day. You would relate to him. I mean, it was really, he was a cheater. He completely changed his life. He's not a cheater anymore, but he was for a very big time in his life in a like a, a big span of time, like a good 10 years. And he was like, I was just like a fucking asshole. But we came to the conclusion that it was because of exactly what you said like the, his they had kids and the wife stopped giving him attention that happens I'm a single mom and I told you like I always say this like at the end of the day I was always glad that I didn't have a guy that I had to tend to after attending to one child let alone three right. so I understand and it's a very common thing and the guys don't just need sex I think a lot of women just think oh guys need sex they're so fucking horny but they also are human beings they need the other things too like attention all that kind of stuff like you said you know but it uh and it was the same thing and I think that a lot of guys do have that kind of issue that happens and like what what is the solution to that I don't know you know you're you're here to say like maybe we don't know the solution but you're here to say if you're gonna cheat like this is how you do it and you do it successfully because 
I do feel like, I mean, how much work is this? Like, it is a, a oh, it's whole big, thing that's me. going on in oh, your life oh, with fucking you, breakups. Yeah, I've I've got hidden credit cards and burner phones, and I mean, oh, I should have really been oh, a spy for the CIA. I mean, the amount of the amount of effort uh, it takes and cost. I mean, let's let's also the other thing that people don't talk about is it's expensive to to have affairs, to book hotel rooms. I mean, it, it does add up. Um, aye, aye, and, aye. uh, you know, I, and, and, and I make a point, I mean, I, I ha as you know, I've got this blog cheaters handbook. Yeah. Wait, give out that blog again. What was it called? Cheatershandbook.com. Okay. Go on. And mm -hmm. I make a point of, of saying, look, I, if it's something that you've never done, don't do it. You know, our, our target audience are, are, are generally people who actively cheat and they may not be careful because most men get caught from sheer stupidity on their own. Most, the only two ways to get caught is bad luck, being seen at the wrong place, <laughs> wrong time. And yeah. there's only so much control you have over that. Yeah. And then being reckless by having messages on your phone and, and you know, coming home stinking of perfume and, and all the rest of it. Yeah, but I'm um, going to tell and, you right and, now. OK, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to tell you right now uh, what I when you say to me. That, oh, I used to be very like, you know, I don't shit where I eat and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, now I've been seeing the girl at my gym and someone in my thing. I always think that I don't know why people don't think things through. I do. I overthink. So to me, I believe like you just never know. You're going to be in a restaurant or in the gym and you're one of your wife's mom's friends that you don't know is her friend. She's going to fucking see it. Like it's so that to me is sloppy. Go like go, but, going but so I, close I, I to where me, you are. I, How do you know right. that you're not going to do something that is eventually going to stick you in the ass? Because the world is small. Like I said, your wife could have friends that you don't know about that could be somewhere like that shit happens. Yes. Yeah. So I, I may meet people locally by chance, but I will always go way out of town to have dinner with them, to have drinks with them, to go to a hotel with them. I will go substantially 30, 40, 50, 100 miles out of town. Um, and they know the deal straight up about your wife. I, te I do. So I used to lie. I used to I, I've tested oh, everything. So <laughs> I've done the whole I'm single. I've mm -hmm. done the whole we're separated. Mm -hmm. I'm divorced. And in the end, I decided by coming clean, it's better that everyone knows where they stand. Yeah. And so for the last five or six years, I'm very much like, just so you know, I'm married. I'm happily married. As strange as that sounds, I am happily married. But I am lacking this one bit, and so that's why I stray. Mm -hmm. um, and I found that I attract a better quality of a fair partner by being honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And I then, if I ever got bumped into, and I would say, hey, if I mean, if that were to happen, I would say, oh, this is a client of mine. They would very quickly play along with that. Oh, they would, they're in the know that they would also be on the lie. Of yeah, course, they don't want absolutely. to get caught either. No. Um, but so, cause I sometimes think women, you know, they have like really good intuition. Is there any, does your wife like totally not trust you? Cause a lot of times I feel like, and I say this a lot on my show that it's rare that the girl that's flipping out that her guy's cheating on her, even though she has no 
proof of it you know the guy's always like oh my girlfriend she's so fucking psycho it's like yeah but you are cheating on her yeah but she doesn't know it's like no she knows on some level typically when some girl is like overly crazy about a guy cheating she doesn't know but he probably is you know she's picking up on something does your wife considering how much cheating is going on and you're having these like you call them affairs which to me is a lot more hardcore than just, like I said, hiring an escort. Does she pick up on anything? Like there's a big part of your energy that is uh, someplace else. Like does she pick up on any of it at all ever? I would say the only time she suspected something was um, last year I was dating someone who uh, is in the medical profession, was a doctor, is a doctor, and she was very into fitness and that got me back into the gym quite aggressively and then none of my clothes fit and then this particular affair partner was picking out new clothes for me and then that was quite, uh, that was where my wife was like, hey, what's going on, you know, dramatic weight loss, all these new clothes. Uh, all these selfies going up on Instagram, but I also happened to turn 40. And so the way I justified it is, Hey, look, I'm having a midlife crisis. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. want to take better care of myself and um, put it down to that. But I, I never, I'll give you an example. So if I ever meet a, one of uh, my affair partners in the evening, I go to the gym twice a week in the evenings. Um, I will wear, for example, a black t-shirt and blue joggers to the gym, and I will have the exact same pair of clothes in my car. Uh, I'll go off, have an affair, maybe stay in a hotel, but right afterwards I'll shower and then change it for the matching pair that's in my car. So I come (laughs) home looking the exact same, uh, but but not thinking of perfume. Yeah, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Oh my no. goodness! And what other little tricks terrible, of the trade? These are, no, it does sound terrible. It's hilarious too, though. But what other tricks of the trade do you have? Yeah. So, uh, well, burner phone. I mean, a lot of people. Uh, I, I tell you, a lot of people actually get caught because it's one night stands or office flings, um, and they're even they're surprised it's happened. It's happened by accident. Yes. And so that's how a lot of people get caught because mm-hmm. they're not practiced. They've they've sort of never done this before. They, they fall into the trap of getting overly excited, getting carried away. Um, I keep a burner phone. And so I and I keep that constantly in my office. So it's never with me at home. So my, when I'm home, my attention is fully on my family. Yeah. Uh, but when I'm at work, I'll have my burner phone. And that's when I'll be sort of sending and replying messages. Um, but that's a, another big thing. I'll, I also have a secondary Amex card. Um, where the statements, I mean, now everything's digital, but when it used to be paper, everything would go straight to work. Um, my assistant would sort of collate that in a separate hidden file. Um, and those bills would get paid out of a secret account that my wife didn't know about. So it's, it's everything, right? It's, it's not just the clothes and coming home and being obvious. It's that they always say it's never the crime that gets people caught. It's the cover up. And I spend most of my time making sure my cover up is ironclad. Yeah, as you should, because I sometimes hear guys like with the dumbest places to hide things and stuff like that's always like my favorite question. Like, where do you hide all your paraphernalia if it's the guy that's, you know, seeing the BDSM dominatrix? And I think on my intro, it's like my only advice too is rehide your whips and chains because there was like this like very wealthy CEO of this huge company that was like completely cheating on his wife. He had this whole BDSM 
separate life. And he's like, oh, all my stuff is in the trunk of my car. I'm like, you're so psychotic. Like, I to me, I'm like, you're going to get in a car crash one day. Someone's going to come in and, and find that. Yeah. And that's why I said, like, uh, you know, is your girl like your cleanup girl? Because I was always like, wow, someone should have a business where they they're like the cleanup business for these really wealthy people who have these double lives going on and they're paying out and they're doing all this stuff, you know, whereas if anything happens and they die, this person comes in and just like deletes everything because the last thing you want to do or the last thing you want to do to your poor wife is, you know, at your funeral, she finds out all this shit. I mean, like the poor lady, Correct. you know, it's not it's not cool to the other person. I feel like if you respect them, uh, you know, respect them enough to hide your shit and do it well and don't be sloppy, because when you put that on somebody else, like cheating is bad because of what you're doing to the other person they find out i mean it's it's that's trauma on them you know absolutely so i i, I will make a distinction I, I know you said the word cheater a few times in cheating so i don't i know this is going to sound strange but i don't consider myself a cheater i consider Ooh. myself someone who cheats and i'll tell you how i make that distinction okay i like this it, and i did write about this yeah. which is you know there's the old saying if a tree falls in a forest does it make a sound mm-hmm. i mean if no one's there to hear it does it actually make a sound? And, and my argument is, if you've never been caught cheating, are you actually a cheater? Um, <laughs> or are you just someone who cheats? I love it. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and so whilst I know I cheat, I don't consider myself a cheater. Um, but yes, my my assistant is my cleanup person. Yeah, but that's like saying I'm, I run, but I'm not a runner. I mean, if you're running, then you're a runner. Like if you're cheat, you're a cheat. Like how do, how do you say you cheat, but you're not a cheater? I get what you're saying. It's interesting that... The, the play on words, but I don't see how it makes sense. I, I think the word cheater definitely has a um, uh, a very uh, a negative, negative bad connotation to yeah. it. Much mm-hmm. worse than someone who cheats. I think that's less negative than saying a cheater. Really? In my mind. Yeah, I don't And again, think so. these are all just... This yeah, is not I like saying, it. You're the first person I've actually actively spoken about. Yeah, about it's fun. I like Obviously, to... clients we've had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love this kind of conversation because I think it gives a voice to everything. And then people are going to chime in. I That's why I'm having you on the show. Tip, you know, and I still want to get into more specifics about your story. But I like that you have these difference of opinions and you've put it all in writing and you've turned it into a business so you really do you are very clear about certain things which I like you know a lot of times I'm talking to somebody and it's the first time they're sort of picking their own brain about the fact that they're cheating you know <laughs> so they're putting things together oh, I'm very metro about my yeah. yeah I'm very metro about my own behavior and this will surprise you the most mm-hmm. when we decided to launch a, a, a sort of dating coaching service yeah um I would say right now, 50% of our clients are single because the way we framed it was if you, the hardest form of dating is cheating. And so if you think that's hard and you're out there and you're single, imagine what we could teach you. And it's now gotten to the stage where 50% of our clients are single. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, talk to one of them they stay anonymous i can't hang up that's all the rules i never know what's going to happen we get serious ones i've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison i've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones i talked to a guy with a goose laugh somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends i never know what's going to happen it's a great show 
Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. But, so wait, so what are you teaching them if they're single? How to cheat on their dates? No, I don't understand. How to actually... How to just yeah, hook up? so if someone approaches us... Well, a lot of the people who approach us have two issues. Yeah. They have a lack of confidence... I mean, that is a massive factor with all the people who are single that come and see us. A huge fear of rejection. And without sounding crass, no game. Yeah, no flirtation okay, skills, yeah. no mm -hmm. seduction skills, no understanding of how to be charming, how to um, hit on a woman without seeming creepy. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not something that's actually taught, right? Like people assume, oh, he's smooth. He must have been born that way. I'm not. And they don't realize it's a skill set like public speaking that can actually be taught, mastered, practiced. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, and so, you know, one of the things we'll, we'll, and we'll bring in confidence coaches that we work with and we'll farm out the confidence bit to a professional confidence coach. We'll work on some of the seduction stuff ourselves. Uh, we'll sometimes bring in a fashion consultant and have them work with them. We may bring in a nutritionist and say, well, look, you're slightly overweight. Let's start working on getting you in shape. Uh, and looking a bit more attractive, um, and that will up your confidence as well. Uh, and we'll look at it holistically. What we don't do is act like pickup artists and say, use these magic 10 lines and you can get any women. Yeah. Because yeah. that's trickery. That's mm -hmm. not what I believe in. I don't believe in that at all. Right. You, you want to you really get the girl to like... So what it is basically like... Because I'm wondering how you were able to turn something about cheating and cheater for cheaters okay i'm sorry they are fucking cheaters how you were able to turn that into something where singles are flocking but is it because like oh the guy who you know has already one girl and then also has all these others obviously correct. is someone who knows how to pick women up correct correct right. that was a, a huge draw for single people listen i i'm someone who reacts as you can tell by the way i use words like risk ratio i mean i have an ex i have a, a background in finance yeah um and so for me data is really really important mm -hmm. and i was equally surprised when single people started approaching us but what also makes our or my blog yeah. very different from every other dating blog out there is they are generic mm -hmm. whereas every one of my blogs comes from here's a personal story let me tell you how I got rejected let me tell you how a girl gave me her number and then stood me up it screams experience it screams honesty um in a weird way and so people <laughs> yeah, are yeah. reading the reading the blog and going oh my god this person is genuinely telling us the good, bad, the ugly, the pitfalls, the drawbacks, the pluses. Um, he knows what he's talking about. But you look at every other dating blog out there and it's like, give her a compliment, you know, comment on her shoes. It's so pathetic. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, work. It's, it's too life, generic. Yeah. It, it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. And so what one thing I wanted to is when I wrote my blog is, oh, and I'm going to document a lot of what I'm going through, but I'm even it, like the other day I managed to, Get a waitress's number, lovely young Brazilian lady's phone number over dinner. We were drinking. We were funny. I was charming. I got her number. She's 10, 15 years younger than me. And then when it came to the day of meeting up, she stood me up. And I went, actually, I'm going to write about this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that people who read our blog are like, actually, um, we can't even get to the bit of getting the phone number, let alone making dinner plans or making drinks plans or how does he have the guts to say this? Yeah. They'd right? love to be turned like uh, stood up by the hot Brazilian waitress. <laughs> like that would be great for right. them. Yeah. 
Right, just get it. And weirdly enough, we still text each other as friends, right? We're totally friend zoned now. But, you know, she has a side business in the beauty world. Anytime I see an interesting article, I'll just forward it to her. She sees an interesting article about my world, she'll forward it to me. And we're in friend zone now, but it's great because I still got her number. I still met someone fantastic from it, someone I'm going to learn from. Um, and whilst it didn't go the way I'd planned it to go, um, something still great came out of it. Let me ask you when you started cheating. Was it because you did say, oh, it was, you know, you start to have kids and there was a lack of attention before your wife when you were dating and before your kids? Were you always a monogamous person? No, you know, okay. I'm going to be brutally honest. Yeah. I was the fat kid in my teens that didn't get my first kiss till I was 17. Oh, and no, I that. was that's a, the that's, guy yeah. that had multiple rejections very early on. And um, I think it was up until the time I sort of was 18, 19, got to college, I almost treated it like a game. And I'm like, now I know what I'm doing. Now I'm not scared of no's anymore. Now they don't bother me. I'm going to treat it like a numbers game. And I, I've i been cheating since ever since I was picking up women. So I would say since the age of 18, every long-term girlfriend I ever had, I cheated on her. And I only ever got caught once and that was because the girl I was cheating with decided to ring my then girlfriend and I just denied it. Right. That one must have been a learning experience for you. <laughs> it was all data. That was. Uh, yeah. That was. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I didn't understand enough yeah. about covering up and I didn't have the emotional intelligence to, mm -hmm. to sort of, I, I was still in that getting too caught up in the excitement that, hey, I got another pretty girl and I got another one. And, you know, it was more about racking up the numbers than necessarily understanding how to do it properly. And the way to do it properly is that no one ever finds out and no one gets hurt and people shouldn't be telling their friends about it or their, you know, their relatives or their cousins. If you're going to cheat successfully, unfortunately, it's the type of secret you have to take to your grave. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. But when you say no one gets hurt, I mean, you do have these breakups where these girls are falling for you because there is an affair aspect to it. Now, what I think but is But I'm really, falling for them, too. No, I know, but this is what I think, and this is what I always say, because I've had very successful booty calls, whether someone's cheating or not. You know, what you're having with these other girls is like a booty call scenario, and there's a, a, a big thing about that. Like, can women just, like, fuck a guy, not have any kind of feelings attached? Yes. But where it gets messy is when, you know, the words and the actions aren't matching. You're saying, I don't want a relationship with you, but maybe when you're with that person, you are acting like a boyfriend to them. You know, that's where it gets super confusing. And so you're kind of like, oh, you want your cake and eat it too. You want them to be like a girlfriend. You want them to give you the things like a girlfriend. You want to have that experience of the girlfriend experience, but you don't want the feelings. But I think, and then when the girl cops to them or starts to have them, you're like, you're not, I told you, like, I'm fucking married. Like, I don't want this. But I think that's where lies the problem and why it happens because you can't treat somebody, you know, you, you have to treat them then like what you say. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Definitely. And that's why my most preferred relationship is with someone else who's married, right. who's in the exact same boat as me. They're never going to leave their kids, their husband. Yeah. Um, they'll deal with the feelings in their own time, in their own way. Um, and I've just come to realize that they are the best form of relationships. Right. Then the single girl or the waitress. That then you the tried single to pick girls. Up. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs>
Absolutely. But you know what? The nice thing about telling, for example, the waitress that you're married early on is that they know that there is a deadline to the relationship. They know within a few months it'll fizzle out, you know, something will happen. Um, I'm very good at concocting like an argument unnecessarily (laughs) and having it so that they end it with me. So that's one of my strategies. I always feel if you're the person that does the dumping, you are asking for them to show up on your doorstep. But if you're the person that almost instigates an argument and has them dump you if you put your ego to one side that almost protects you from them showing up yeah yeah you're like the worst kind of cheater because you're so manipulative (laughs) (laughs) i can be yeah you're so manipulative you know you really are it's like all a mind fuck i mean but you got it down and i get it um what would do you think i mean Will you not leave your wife? Like you say, you're in this happy marriage. Uh, you know, why wouldn't you just be single? Is it because of the kids and everything? I mean, do you yeah, like to have both lives? Part, yeah, I, I, it would break our kids. And also, um, I don't think being single is as exciting. I'm someone that absolutely loves risk. I love the mm-hmm. high wire life. I think I've, I was singing and uh, single and seeing multiple women or one person at a time. It would feel less exciting. Oh my you know, we've goodness. talked about a lot of the, the downsides of cheating, but some of the upside of cheating is the excitement, right? Of, of hiding and having a secret that no one knows about. Yeah. I love how honest you are. I mean, I talk about it a lot and I always say like cheating sex, unfortunately, is like really fucking hot. How do you get out of that hamster wheel if you're constantly being fed that? It's like an adrenaline rush. It's a drug. So you're addicted to it. Yeah. Weirdly enough, that is the title of one of my blogs. Cheating is a drug. It's highly addictive. And and in my instance, I... You know, some men smoke, some drink. I cheat. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, for that, you know, that poor fat kid, uh, there's a big vapid hole there and you're just trying to fill it. And like any drug, I mean, I'm an addict. I have been sober for maybe 20 years now. I don't even know. I quit drinking at 34. So I maybe 11, 21 years. But I know that... Uh, You know, it's like chasing the dragon. It's a never-ending thing. It will never be filled up by what you're doing, so you always need more, and it never never stops. So, yeah, you are addicted to cheating. To me, you're the worst kind, but I love how honest you are. I love how you've got it all down. I love that you started this whole thing. You're going to – and I love that this – our conversation is going to get a lot of people talking because I love everybody's angles about it. You know, I love the way you look at it and put it together. I, you know, I'm being a little judgy on you because I'm putting my the what, what I feel on it, you know, and we're having this great conversation and so many people are going to be saying so many different things. And I like to get conversations started, especially about hot topics like this, which is cheating, you know. Um, right. But it's and so, I'm used to it. By the yeah. way, I get a fair amount. Of, I mean, today I had an email where someone asked me to eat a bullet. So <laughs> I, I get a fair amount of hate mail. Yeah. Um, I also happen to be asked to write for a site. I won't say the name of the site, but a website where uh, it had been for people who had been cheated on. And I was like, I don't think this is my target audience. And I somehow the owner of that website convinced me to write for them. And I've had like 68 negative comments where people are like, we're going to find you. We're going to do this. And I mean, it was just. But I love actually that that person wanted you to come on because I think that sometimes it is good to for the person who was cheated on to understand 
the cheater. I know you don't think the cheater, but I don't know whatever fucking word you have for yourself. But like to hear from the person, because sometimes I think people can't understand that someone could go and be having sex with somebody else and there's no feelings involved and they still love you at home. You know, what are you here to say to that person? Like, no, like someone could love you and still be having all this other stuff going on. Yeah. And I think it is possible to love someone like mm-hmm. your wife or your, your long-term partner yeah. and still have feelings for someone else. I think it's right. sort of rom-coms and society that has hypnotized us into believing you should only be with one woman or one partner forever and ever. Yeah. Um, if you look at, for example, in France, all the politicians are married and they all have full-time mistresses and it only right. gets exposed when they do a bad job. But in France, it's the norm yeah. to be married and, and to have uh, a full-time mistress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think if we lived in a different time, I mean, when I was younger, I never really got the whole marriage thing and thought it was like kind of crazy. And I did never looked at fairy tales and bought into them. I thought they were like bizarro land, you know, and I'm like, I just always felt like, oh, if we were just raised to believe that this is all normal and okay and that... then we wouldn't all be so tortured. The problem is, is we are, it's put on us at a very young age, this fantasy of like, oh, you would get married to one person and forever. I think it's changing, you know? I always thought the solution is like uh, polygamy or something. I mean, eventually it has to be where it is, there's a different setup, you know, because it doesn't work for a lot of people. And then you have this kind of stuff going on. And then there's like a lot of trauma if the other person finds out. So like, what is the solution, you know, 20 years from now, how should it be set up? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I am, I am, I have been thinking about this and writing about how open marriages are bringing down divorce rates. Mm -hmm. And I, I sort of do believe it. Yeah. But I also do believe that most of your listeners and most of the people that we know have a very monotonous life. And from someone like me, I cannot do, forget being monogamous. I can't even do monotony. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I can't, yeah. I can't, I find that everyone's become robotic. I look at all my friends and even the successful ones, they go to work, they come home, they do the dad thing, then they're back to work. Yeah. And the only time their life's a bit exciting is when they go on a family holiday and I think I need that weekly adventure. I need something to look forward to every week. Mm-hmm. I cannot be waiting four months until my next holiday um, or next vacation to, to get excited. Yeah. I, I just can't do it. I, I need that weekly adventure. Yeah, that could be a fix. I mean, it could be one or two things going on. I know like as an addict that... When I was a drinker and I was living in that world and I was on that hamster wheel, I was very similar. Whereas now I could live a monotonous life and it feels great. And there's so many different levels and flavors involved in that world that you don't know of maybe because you do have that vapid hole and you do need that drug and you are so addicted to feeling something so intense because it's the only way you feel. But I will say that as a person who has lived the life of, that drug and not and now I live very monotonous if you really have your feet on the ground and you are in the real world and you're totally okay with it like it isn't as boring as you think I mean it really is actually much more exciting and there's so many more levels of things going on in that world if you're really together and okay than what you what you think you know I used to think the same thing about going out to bars and drinking and the loud music and the lights like that was like the fucking thing you know 
I, I, you can pay me enough to do that in my regular life, real, because my feet are on the ground and I got out of that and I fixed myself up so many years later, you know, I love just regular life. That feels okay. That's enough. You know, the fact that it's not enough sometimes for some people could maybe just be your personality. I don't know. This is like going to be something that people are going to rip apart. Some people will be on my side. Some people are on your side. They're going to be like, Kathy, you're fucking wrong. It's just what he likes, you know, but it could also be like the addict in you that you need that. But if you, if you fix that part of yeah, if you fix that part of yourself, I'm telling you those people that have the monotonous life are not bored. Okay, they're not bored. You just think no. you would be bored. You would be because you're just not you're not whole. But if you got yourself whole, you would be completely okay. And maybe what's who cares? Why why get yourself whole? You're having fucking fun, right? I don't know. I'm having a blast. Yeah. And you could be right, Kathy. And I do <laughs> right. I, I do applaud the fact that, you know, you you got you got your life together and, yeah. and you gave up the booze. Yeah. But but for me, I I just can't do the regular work dad thing and maybe see my friends once a week, once every two weeks. I mean, it's just not enough for someone like me. And like you said, it could very well be the addict. What what I do like about your podcast is you cover a range of topic mm-hmm. topics, which yeah. means you have a range of users. So it wasn't like me writing for that sort of emotional blog where people have been broken up with. Um, I'm I'm more excited to see what your users will say about some of this, the, the people that listen to this podcast, because you have an array of open minded. Listeners. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I feel that some will judge me and that's OK. And, and that's their right. And I think some will applaud me and, and some may end up hiring me. And so, yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah. You know, when you end up having a podcast as varied as yours, um, you attract open minded people. And I think that's what your podcast has done a really good job of, because I read the comments on a lot of. Uh, the episodes that you've launched and it, it screams open-minded. Yeah, which I love. Like I said, I, I don't mind. I love a good debate. I love people to tell me I'm wrong. I like to get in conversations. I like for somebody to change my mind. You know, I like all of that. I, uh, and I love YouTube as a platform for my show because that's where we could have, we could rap about things. And sometimes when somebody says something I don't agree with and I go back, they're like, Oh, it's whatever. Fuck off. Like I didn't mean to offend you. It's like, you're not offending me. I love having a debate. I don't find it. I don't take it personal, you know, and I love that you don't either, you know, we're just like having, I, I love the differences of opinion because I think people learn from all of it. And everybody at the end of the day, what I believe is everybody has their own morals that they make up for themselves there's no rule book that everyone has to fucking follow like the bible you know you got to do all these things right you know whatever is right for you what i always think is the most dangerous thing and maybe you agree and you have a blog about this because you know all about cheating but is the guy that feels bad about it that's doing it i think that is the thing that gets fucking people caught because what happens when you are guilty and i tell people this all the time is like that part of you whatever that little subconscious part of you that doesn't feel right is going to sabotage so either decide to fucking own it and do it and have no bad feelings about it or stop doing it because you're the guy that's going to get caught. Not the guy that doesn't fucking give a shit and is having a great time like you. You're not going to get caught yeah. because you have no conf- there's no com- conflict there in any part of your being. But it's the person like the person that's at their job and is fucking unhappy and talking about how much they hate their job every single day. And then, you know, a year later they get fired. Well, you brought it upon yourself because you hated your fucking job. You know, that's what happens. So you're talking about Kathy, feeling you, guilty. You, you, you get you get caught. 
and based on what you said, I will tell you in my mind, the worst type of cheater is the guy that cheats and then goes home and confesses. Oh my God. Yes. The worst kind of cheater. I mean, come on. When people tell me, oh, I just like, I had to tell them. It's like that, first of all, to me is selfish. I just think it's selfish. Like, honestly, because, okay, I get it. Like you finally came to the place where you realize I can't fucking do this anymore. And you feel so bad about it. I understand that feeling. I have gotten to the point in my life where I faced parts of myself and felt terrible. Like you just can't even be inside of yourself. You don't like a hundred showers isn't enough, you know, to get past the shame. But to take that because you feel so uncomfortable about it and dump it on your wife or your partner, whether you're a man or a woman, you know your partner because you think that's going to make you feel better that's what it's about because it's not going to make that person feel better go talk to a fucking therapist and work through it stop doing it and get past your own feelings about it because it's your own thing why do you have to tell your wife and then never do it again don't tell her i don't get why that's like a fucking honorable thing to do yeah and chances are once you've confessed your wife won't be sticking around anyway so um you know, the confessing, you you might feel better about it, but she's out your life as well. So you've lost your mistress. You've lost your wife. I mean, it's just... And I'm sorry, what I've you put on the other... Like but also what you put on the other person, you know? that What happens oh, to someone who has been cheated on, their trust issues follow them, you know, for somebody that Correct. never had any idea. It is something that you are putting onto somebody else. And that's a big thing that you're throwing over now on top of it all. Now you got to fuck all you wanted. You had all the fun. And now you're dumping it onto your partner. Yeah, you're going to lose them. But that person goes on. So that's where I think it's selfish. Because if you really care about your partner, you should not do that. Even if, like I said, if you do feel wind up feeling terrible about it and you want to change your whole life, you know. Change your fucking life and stop doing it. She doesn't have to know. He doesn't have to know. That's what I think. Exactly. And I, 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 like I said, I think that's the worst type of cheater. There's a person that has an office fling and then goes home and confesses. I mean, it's just, I, I'll never get over people like that. Yeah. So wait. So, okay. If you don't call yourself, like, so you don't call yourself a cheater. What's interesting to me, though, about someone like you, and I know guys like you, and I'm sure there's women like you, too, that you can't take monotony you need the variety you need your partners but yet you, you need, also need validation as yeah, well, yeah 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 but you also love the white picket fence the wife you know you gotta have correct. that too it's interesting correct and that's why i say i'm broken and i know that and i acknowledge that in all of my articles i write i mean i 100 percent say to people i acknowledge that i'm broken but i do think that let I will say the one interesting thing that I find very weird when I read about cheating is it's always the men that get a bad name. Yeah. But we're cheating with women. And so it's and somehow whenever you say the word, che- yeah, and yeah. You, whenever you say the word cheat or cheater or cheating, people always picture a man doing yes, it. Yes, I try it's to. something that's. I keep trying to uh, correct myself and say, because I'm saying, oh, the guy, you know, when I'm talking about the fictitious person, I'm like, oh, yeah, or the woman, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're married. I've had women cheaters on and I love to have them on because I know I love to see the difference. Like, are people going to go after the women cheating worse than they go after the man, you know? Uh, is there going to be a difference in the way people experience it? Because a lot of people, and I wonder what you think about this, a lot of people, even my guy friends who are big, massive cheaters themselves, they look down on women cheaters. They have a, they think it's very different and way worse for a woman to cheat than for a guy. 
you know what I'm talking about. This double standard totally agrees. Like, what do you think on that? Total topic? double standard. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a total double standard. But I also feel that uh, women through, um, I don't know how, either society, they are... Um, so what I've noticed is men get a bad rap for cheating, less so than women. Um, and I think it's easier for a woman to go, I have an unhappy home life. My husband treats me like shit. And people go, oh, OK, that makes sense. That's fine. You should cheat. You should have done it. It's OK. Right. But if a guy said the exact same line, I don't think it would fly. You know, the most common questions I get asked is, um, how come you don't just leave your wife? What would you do if your wife was cheating on you? Mm -hmm. Um you know, people will bring up STDs. The, I mean, the whole uh, gambit. But but no one's ever ever asked me about what about the people you had affairs with. What are they like? You know, no one ever wants to talk about them. They only want to sort of put it on me, like I've done this on my own. Right, and because you have been and you have found that the best partners are ones women who are equally attached, so they're cheating as well. But do and they know the score. There's no explaining it to them. There's yeah. no going, hey, I'm married. I'm never going to leave my wife. It's an unsaid. You go to websites like Ashley Madison, right? That is the number one world's yes. biggest cheating website. Yeah. They have 60 million users, right? You know I love my data. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I like what it. does that yeah. tell you yeah. about cheating in the world? That's yeah. 60 million people who've either interested in cheating, cheated once, or are active cheaters. Mm -hmm. 60 million. Mm-hmm. It's not just a few of us out there. There's <laughs> millions of us. Yeah. It's just something that we can't be bragging about or shouting about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting that you did turn it into something. Uh, you know, give me a little bit more information on what you offer on your website to people that are listening. Well, Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, you talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. To be very honest, it's so far it's it's uh, uh, you know a couple dozen blogs where we cover everything from how to get away with it to the best excuses to get out of the house to the best places to go to some of the pitfalls like how to deal with the breakups, what happens when you fall in love. Um, the website I've kept as a blog, which happens to offer dating services. I've not turned Cheetah's Handbook into a dating service site, which also happens to have a blog. I want its core to be about helping people get away with it right. and, and people not to hurt their families. And if they want to get better about it and they need help and they, they want to talk to someone who's been through it, we're there. Um, but it's not something we're sort of actively pushing. The, 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 like I said, the people who've ended up hiring me are people who are active readers of the blog. I do not want to turn it into, you know, hired diet course, the anonymous dating coach. And I, I don't want to turn it into a fully fledged dating coaching business. Yeah. I want to keep its core about guiding people about the, the pitfalls and the pros of cheating. And of course, how to protect yourself and your family. What can you give my listeners any kind of like good 
info on, you know, what are your top three ways of not getting caught? I mean, do you have that list? Can you give me any kind of information without giving it all away? (laughs) Well, I mean, I've I've written about it. There's a list of 19 things. But I mean, um, you know, having a a burner phone, being emotionally strong. um, The obvious things I get people caught is always their phone and the like hard evidence, like perfume in your car or Mm -hmm. someone's hair where it shouldn't be, a piece of jewelry. Um, So little things like that, you've got to look out for the obvious. And I think by having a burner phone that's in another property altogether keeps your phone clean on the off chance. Your wife's like, hey, I can't find my phone. Can I use yours to ring myself? Mm -hmm. And then happens to stumble upon messages. Yes. Um, I, I always tell people to use different apps if they're going to talk to women like kick like telegram like insta dms but i would say kick and telegram is how i communicate with women and these are apps that most people haven't heard of let alone would think to check yeah so if someone were to check your phone it would be your text messages it would be your whatsapps it may be your emails Mm -hmm. no one's looking at your insta dms as much or they might a little bit but telegram and kick I mean, my wife doesn't even know those apps exist, let alone would look to know what to they check are them. about. Of course. Right. 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 Yeah. So it's it's not just having a burner phone. It's also in, on the off chance that ever got found. It's about using apps that are completely clean and devoid from, you know, normal usage in everyday world. Now, because you did also now give advice for single guys to pick up chicks because you're really good at it i mean can i just ask you off the bat i mean are you good at it because you're a very handsome guy you reek like fucking cash i mean like is there one of those kinds of reasons why or do you just have like good game Yeah, I think I've developed good games. So I, I, I said in my very, I was back on a plane coming back from Geneva from a ski trip this year. Yeah. And I went, I wonder why no one's ever written about this. And I started to write about it. And I went, I go to the gym four times a week. I have a haircut once a week. And even on my best days, I'm a seven out of 10. Okay. I don't have a six pack. I drive a Volvo. I'm hardly a catch of the century. But what I am is incredibly observant. I'm very charming and I have good game. Yeah. And I'm that women typically respond to people that give them very good quality attention and make them feel sexy. The one thing all of the people I've had affairs with were lacking in their life is that no one, no one was making them feel attractive, not their husbands, not their co-workers. And that was something I was very good at, which is giving compliments without sounding pervy or cheesy yeah. Well, are you, do you, I mean, I know that some people don't like labels or anything, but I love the womanizer guy. I mean, he really has it fucking down. There's a big difference between like a womanizer and a player. You know, a womanizer right. loves women and he does. You do feel like the only woman in the room when you're with him. I've been, I've right. been with womanizers, you know, do you consider yourself maybe a womanizer? Maybe you got 100%. that going on. Yeah, that's what it 100%. is. Yeah. And you know, I mean, just, just the other day, I, I a friend of mine was going, How, what do you mean by a backhanded compliment? Like, he was saying he's into some some mum at his school gate. And he goes, what do you mean about a backhanded compliment? So last week I had my um, daughter's football practice uh-huh. and there is a woman, uh, a mum that I'm very besotted with. 
Um, and so I see her every Saturday uh-huh. and I, I have a system. So uh-huh. I'll, I, my thing is, how do you go from being a random guy to a familiar face? Yeah. So the first few weeks, I'd make a point of just going, hey, how are you? And a smile. And that was it. And even if she wanted to talk more, I'd walk off. I just wanted to be familiar. And then I would do small, I would sort of build up to a small level of chit chat. And then the, sort of a few weeks ago, I joked about one of the dads who's always hitting on the nannies and hitting on all the mums. And I went, has he hit on you yet? And she went, no. You know, really quizzically, she looked at me like, no, she he hasn't. Yeah. And I said, oh, that's really strange. He, he always hits on all the attractive mums. Oh, God. And without <laughs> calling her attractive by going, yeah. you're attractive, I, oh that God. was a backhanded compliment. And obviously that led into uh, uh, at the start of uh, quite a good affair. Wow. I mean, no offense. I'd see you from a mile away, but I'm like, could see through people. I mean, but I think that sure. that kind of shit really does work on the average person. But I also think even though people who see through me, even if they. Yes. Yeah, but they want to be complimented. Yes, There's no harm in yeah. being complimented and nothing happening after that. Uh, what I am not doing is saying to you that every time I hit on someone, I get with them. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm a 50-50 kind of guy. Like 50% of the women I'll hit on, I'll end up closing. It's a mm-hmm. terrible word, but I see it as a deal. And 50% <laughs> of the women I hit on, I'll end up in friend zone or, you know, nowhere or crash and burn. Yeah. But I, I will put myself out there. But to answer your earlier question of what do I teach the single guys, yeah. it's a more holistic approach which is get your health together yeah you know if you're a smoker cut down on smoking the smell's unattractive if you're a big guy lose some weight if you're poorly dressed go and buy some nicer clothes it doesn't have to be expensive but just look sharp yeah um you know be be better read be knowledgeable about certain things learn to listen oh guys are terrible at listening Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so learn to be really perceptive the one book i I tell everyone to read is a book by a a guy called dr richard bandler and it's called persuasion engineering and he was the founder of a field called neuro-linguistic programming and pickup artists came from a guy called ross jeffries who was dr bandler's student okay and then neil strauss was Ross Jeffrey's student, but it all stemmed from a guy who came up with the field of NLP, where they teach conversational hypnosis, mostly for therapy to help people move from point A to point B mm-hmm. um, to improve the quality of their lives. And Ross Jeffries said, oh, how do I use this in the world of seduction and became yeah. this incredible guy. And, and it led to the field of pickup artistry. However, it just got more and more diluted to the point where people went, use these 10 sentences on women and you'll guarantee get with them. And it's just the world doesn't work like that because to to assume that every woman is the same is childish yeah 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 for sure but i mean they did become very successful with that because i do think some of those ridiculous methods do work there's a psychology behind them but do they work in the long term do you have something really authentic and i think for someone like you that's really looking for that and the people that find you, you're teaching them to, to create really authentic relationships with other people. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. But I, I will tell you what pickup artistry did. And I think maybe this is what Dr. Bandler never said to Ross Jeffries or what Ross Jeffries never taught his students, which was yeah. if it's, I think it's the ultimate game of misdirection. What they've done is they've taught men all these magic lines to try on women and guys who never approach women have now 
started approaching women, testing these lines. But I think underneath it all is they secretly taught men confidence. Right. And they've disguised it with hypnotic lines by, and, and they took away their fear of approaching women. Right. Most guys will not approach women because they do not want to hear the word no. Yeah. It mm -hmm. breaks them. It mm -hmm. brings up bad memories. It makes them feel rejected. And rejection is one of the worst feelings in the world. We've all been through it. Yeah. And I think that um, they misdirected men's rejections by going, learn, go and learn these lines. And I went, well, why bother doing that? You're better off just teaching men confidence mm -hmm. and teaching them how to better deal with rejection. You know, what do you say when a woman says, no, you can be mean and you can be nasty or you could turn around and say, OK, fine. I see you don't want to hang out with a charming, you know, happy, successful guy. That's your loss, you know, or or you can turn it around into that's fine. You know, perhaps today's just a bad day. I'll, I'll give you a call tomorrow. And they're like, it'll still be no. And you're like, that's fine. I'll give you a call the next day. And you can turn it into a joke and you can turn it into something funny um, and you can be persistent in a charming way. Mm hmm. How does it work on your website? Like if somebody hires you, uh, if they just write in, we don't have something they can buy off the site. Everything's customized. Yeah. And so, you know, if it's, and without sounding horrible, if they're the CEO of a company, I'm adding a zero to my fee. <laughs> if, um, I love that. Sliding scale. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll tell them that. And I'm like, yeah. I'm going to charge you extra because I get some guys who cannot afford me at all. Yeah. And so I would rather teach them for free knowing that you've subsidized it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're cool with that, I'm sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we have all these non-disclosure agreements, but I don't have a service where they can click and go, hey, coaching with dark horses, $900 an hour or whatever we charge. No, if it's if I'm working with the CEO like I am recently of a, a Fortune 500 company, I'm charging him a fortune. And on the back of that, I'm teaching 10 people for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I could tell. Listen, I, I have a lot of experts hit me up to be on my show. And I don't agree a lot of the time because typically what I find when I'm talking to an expert, the one who is doing the opposite, is doing what you say that you don't do, that has something that you click on and charges for it. They have a fucking script when I'm talking to them that they stick to and they have the formula and it's all, you know, I'm not talking to like a real no. person. You know, I like to just talk to real people like, and you don't have that way about you yet. You do help. And I like that. I think that that is more. We're authentic. all different. We're all unique. Yeah. Yeah, Every yeah, yeah. one of us is unique. And you know, what's so strange. This CEO is worth a hundred million dollars. He's so good looking. I would date him. He has a six pack. <laughs> He drives a Ferrari yeah. and he has confidence issues. Interesting. So, you know, he just meets shallow women and he's like, I'm bored. How do I meet someone normal? Mm -hmm. And the first thing I had him do is I went, dump the Ferrari, get yourself a normal car. Start looking normal. Wow. Right. If you want to like get the keep the Ferrari, if you're trying to pick up models. But if you want the regular girl, you're right. You're right. Get rid of the fucking Ferrari. No regular girl's going to be And that confident. was what he did. Interesting. He went out, he got himself an Audi. He, he started to meet normal people at Starbucks and not in the club. And suddenly he's like, my God, something as simple as that yeah. has changed the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. Right. But we're all unique. And mm -hmm. to approach all men with a script and all women in a certain way, we've even started getting women approaching us saying, I need help on dating advice. What have you got for me? Yeah. Do you find that you find, what's the split as far as single people to the people that are reaching out to you to help them? Cheat? It's 50-50. 50-50, literally to my surprise. Yeah, totally. 
You should start a podcast. But we also positioned ourselves by saying, if you think, you know, dating is hard, imagine how hard cheating is. So if you, if <laughs> like we can that. get That's away with good... that successfully, yeah. is we've reframed it. If we can get away with that successfully, imagine what we could teach a single person. That's and a by great tagline. Nuance... Is that your tagline? Yeah. And no, it should be. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good tagline. Um, so it's called the Cheaters Handbook. Let's give some. No, shout- it's called. Uh, yeah, so it's cheatershandbook.com. So cheatershandbook.com. I will put links to everything in the description. So if people Perfect. are driving, they're listening, Thank they'll you. have it. Cheatershandbook.com. Now, I see on your yeah. website, it's like submit your story. You know, uh, yeah. if people want to submit their story to you, why don't you have a podcast? I mean, maybe it's just you don't have enough time. I, I don't think so. And also, in my office, I can get away with writing a blog without everyone wondering what yeah, I'm up exactly. to. If yeah, exactly. I started yeah. to have a podcast talking about cheaters, I think I'd raise some eyebrows at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah. All right, so people could submit their story. They could contact you. People that want to cheat and be successful at it. People that are single and want to meet more chicks. They could also contact yeah. you, right? Absolutely, yeah. Do you have anything else you yeah. want to promote, or just just the website? Do you have an Instagram? No, that's all it. That that's stuff it. Or... Yeah, I just want to really more than anything. I want to promote people being safe and protecting their families, and having more confidence, and treating women respectfully, and not lying. And even if you are cheating, don't lie to your affair partner. You know, do it the right way. Right, because you learned that your way, because you did start off lying, Correct. and then you found that. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess that's... And, and then you're, it's too many lies. It's too much to keep up with. It's just so difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think, of course, that's and you, what you, you're given. And, and, it, and it also seems strange to unclip the car seats and hide them in the trunk when you're saying, I'm single. <laughs> I mean, it's just, how far do you get? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just oh too God. much effort. <laughs> yeah, you got to think things through. You're right. What do you do with right. those baby seats in the back of your car? <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, I think that's how people get hurt and feel deceived, and mm-hmm. I think... Um, you know, the the wrath of a woman scorned, it's true. It can be menacing and it, and it could lead to them showing up at your house and turning your life upside down. Whereas right from the get-go, if you say, hey, I'm married, I got kids, and this is why I go and date other women, um, they will be more understanding and you will definitely attract a better quality affair partner. Right. And you're here to say that because you've been on both sides of it. And that's what people learn in your blogs about your personal stories and your history. You're not just teaching something from a handbook. You lived it. So who better to learn from, not just on cheating, but also picking up women, the guy who's with so many women. That you've learned yeah, about. Yeah, I've got them. a few in rotation right now, which How is many? exciting. But what I, uh, a three on the go. Okay. <laughs> but I don't teach men how to have one night stands. I don't teach them how to have flings, even though I know how to do all of that. It's just not something I'm about. That's not what this site or what I'm about. I think that if you're going to have an affair, do it properly. Yeah. What were those three things? Head, heart, and what was it? What was those? Head, heart, bed. That's my formula. Head, heart, H-H-B. Head, heart, bed. Yeah. You want to really get in there. So there's no way to do that with a fling. No. And I also believe that people think falling in love is a thing. It's not. Falling in love is the definition of self-hypnosis, right? It happens when you're not there. The woman may think about you. She gets warm and fuzzy feelings. Yeah. So that's why it's head, heart, bed. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Once you're in their heart, the rest happens naturally. 
Yeah. Well, listen, I really love this conversation. I think you're super interesting and very smart. I really highly suggest your website for people. I can't wait to see the comments. And I like to get conversations, like I said, going. And I think that this brings up one. I love, you know, what I always say uh, that to me, conviction trumps anything. To me, conviction and and clearness of what you're doing and no fucking guilt. And this is what I do. And this is who I am. And this is why I do it. Like, I I like that above everything. Do you know what I mean? More so than the opposite. So I like your, I don't know that I explain myself properly, but I like your. No, you like congruent people. I completely get that. Yeah. I like that. I like your conviction. I like how clear you are. I like how you fucking know yourself i like how you put it all on the table i like how everything has its place and you're completely transparent and honest and who better to help other people than somebody like you i think it's great what you're doing for people (laughs) you laugh but you know and uh thank you so much for calling into my show i didn't really know what to expect like i said sometimes when i have people that like I feel like are coming on because they're experts. I don't tend to get excited about it because I feel like it's going to be a very dull conversation because I'm not going to be talking to a person. I like to just have conversations on my show. That's how it's different than other shows. I don't really interview people. I just like to have a conversation and people could listen into it. And this was more of a conversation than most experts that I've ever had. So I appreciate that. And I think it's great what you're doing. And don't ever change. Don't become like those other Brilliant. Experts. Thank you. And hopefully maybe in a year from now you can have me back and I can tell you how the world has changed or not changed since for then. For sure. You'll be my cheating expert. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. Listen, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly